everyone. Welcome to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I am Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and today is day 344 of reading the Bible together every day this year. Um, you will find that I am still a bit of a coldy cold here, and um, so uh, bear with me. We ain't let nothing stop us from reading God's Word, right? Today we're going to read uh, the next three chapters which will finish us up in the book of first peter so we're going to read three four and five we'll also read psalm 34. let's get going in the same way wives submit yourselves to your own husbands so that even if some disobey the word they may be won over without a word by the way their wives live when they observe your pure reverent wives listen this is the whole thing that people get so worked up over. Listen, submission is mutual and submission is not forced. It is not coerced. It is a choice. Submission is not becoming a doormat. Submission is not a lack of, of value in your personhood and your existence. Um, submission is not about one being greater than the other because God created us equal. God created us to live side by side, to do life together. We are both created in his image. Um, submission is not giving up your passions and your God calling. Um, it is a matter of being in alignment together with the Lord, um, following his kingdom principles for your family and for um, being a witness. And so Oh, people get so worked up over this. And then I get worked up because I'm like, no, 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 no. The church has really mishandled this. And people have twisted this, these types of passages for too long. And goodness gracious, just everybody needs to calm down and just live life respectfully. Anyway, okay. I don't want to get bogged down in that. Let's continue on. Don't let your beauty consist of outward things like elaborate hairstyles and wearing gold jewelry or fine clothes, but rather what is inside the heart, the imperishable quality of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Some take this passage to say, well, women can't wear jewelry. That's not what Peter's saying either. He's saying, don't let those things take the precedence. Don't let them become obsessions that you have to have all these things in order to feel good about yourself or to feel beautiful. Um, be beautiful from the inside out through the love of Christ in you, shining through you. Those other things are just extra. They're not, they're not the end all be all. He says, for in the past, the holy women who put their hope in God also adorned themselves in this way by submitting to their own husbands, just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. You have become her children when you do what is good and do not fear any intimidation. And let's go back and talk about Sarah. She was not a doormat and Abraham loved her and respected her. So we're not talking about giving up who you are. Oh, Husbands, here we go, because people always want to talk about how the wives are supposed to submit, but every biblical author who has talked about this has addressed husbands as well. So here we go. Husbands, in the same way, in the same way, live with your wives in an understanding way as with a weaker partner. Now that people get hung up to, we're not weak. No, we know God has called us all and made us the same, but Listen, let's just be very, very real that 
for many of us women, um, there are aspects that our husbands or that our, our, yeah, our husbands bring to the relationship and to the table that we need. And that's okay because the, the, the opposite is true as well. He says, but here's what he goes on to say, showing them honor as co-heirs of the grace of life so that your prayers will not be hindered. If husbands are disrespectful and mistreating their wives and not loving them as Christ loved the church, Peter kind of alludes to the fact that that's going to probably hinder their prayer life. Youch, men, <laughs> women, hear me. This is, this is ultimate for all of us, but there's some strict warnings and, and, and requests and encouragement for the men as well. He goes on, finally, all of you be like-minded and sympathetic, love one another and be compassionate and humble, not paying back evil for evil or insult for insult, but on the contrary, giving a blessing since you were called for this so that you may inherit a blessing. Ha, that's good stuff. For the one who wants to love life and to see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil, evil and his lips from speaking deceit and let him turn away from evil and do what is good. Let him seek peace and pursue it because the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do what is evil. Who then will harm you if you are devoted to what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness, ha, suffer for righteousness, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear or be intimidated, but in your hearts regard Christ as the Lord, as Christ the Lord is holy, ready at any time. This one, huge. People do not, well, I'm uncomfortable talking about Jesus. What if I say the wrong thing? Uh, 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 uh. Peter makes this very clear right here. But in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. You're going through something and somebody says, I don't understand how you could be so happy while you're going through this. And you say, because I've got God, he's got me. Everything's going to be great in the long run. Right now, it may be sucky, <laughs> but God's got me. Yet do this with gentleness and respect. In other words, you're not shoving it down somebody's throat. You're not telling them you're going to burn in hell. No, you're saying, listen, listen to this hope that I have in Jesus right now, because he is, um, he is everything to me. And I don't know where you stand, but I'd love to share that with you. That's what we do. And somebody who says, I don't understand how you can be so happy. You can say, then let me, let me just tell you a little bit about this Jesus that I, that I love and that I serve. We're not, we're not lording it. Yet do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that when you are accused, those who disparage your good conduct in Christ will be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteousness, or the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit, in which he also went and made proclamation to the spirits in prison who in the past were disobedient when God patiently waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared. In it a few, that is eight people, were saved through the water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a good conscience toward God. Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with the angels and authorities and powers subject to him. Come on now. 
Therefore, since Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same understanding, because the one who suffers in the flesh is finished with sin, in order to live the remaining time in the flesh, no longer for human desires, but for God's will. For there has already been enough time spent in doing what the Gentiles choose to do, carrying on an unrestrained behavior, evil desires, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and lawless idolatry. They are surprised that you did that you don't join them in the same flood of wild living, and they slander you. Okay. Um, when I went to a new doctor a couple months ago, they were asking me, do you drink? No. And the nurse goes, you don't drink? And I said, no. And she goes, you don't, you don't drink at all? And I said, no, I don't drink at all. You don't, you don't have a drink occasionally? And I said, I, I don't drink. And it floored her, floored her. We went to lunch as a family yesterday and, um, and they, the server was shocked that when they started sharing about the alcoholic beverages that we said, well, we don't drink, we don't need that. And it was kind of this, oh, 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 okay. This happens. They're surprised that you don't join them in the same flood of wild living and they slander you. They will give an account to the one who stands ready to judge the living and the dead. For this reason, the gospel was also preached to those who are now dead, so that although they might be judged in the flesh according to human standards, they might live in the spirit according to God's standards. The end of all things is near. Therefore, pray, be alert and sober-minded. For prayer, above all, maintain constant love for one another, since love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining, just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the varied grace of God. If anyone speaks, let it be as one who speaks God's words. If anyone serves, let it be from the strength God provides so that God may be glorified through Christ Jesus in everything. To him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Dear friends, don't be surprised when the fiery ordeal comes among you to test you as if something unusual were happening to you. Instead, rejoice as you share in the sufferings of Christ so that you may also rejoice with great joy when his glory is revealed. If you are ridiculed for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of the, the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. Okay, we don't we want to be like, oh, they're persecuting us. We need to take we need to we need to be careful. We need to do whatever. I can't believe they're doing that when scripture repeatedly makes it clear that it's going to happen and we should rejoice that it does. It means we're on the right track. Let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or a meddler. But if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in having that name. For the time has come for judgment to begin with God's household. And if it begins with us, what will the outcome be for those who disobey the gospel of God? And if a righteous person is saved with difficulty, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? So then, let those who suffer according to God's will, God's will entrust themselves to a faithful creator while doing what is good. I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and witness to the sufferings of Christ, as well as the one who shares in the glory about to be revealed. Shepherd God's flock among you, not overseeing out of compulsion, but willingly as God would have you, not out of greed for monetary, but or for money, but eagerly, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples of the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Aha, the unfading crown of glory. In the same way, you who are younger be subject to the elders. All of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another because God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. 
Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your cares on him, because he cares about you. Be sober-minded, be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. Resist him, firm in the faith, knowing that the same kind of sufferings are being experienced by your fellow believers throughout the world. You're not alone. You're not alone. That's the whole point of that one right there. The God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself. Oh, friends, are you ready for this? Let me let me start this over. The God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you have suffered a little while. To him be the dominion forever. Amen. Through Silvanus, a faithful brother, as I consider him, I have written to you briefly in order to encourage you and to testify that this is the true grace of God. Stand firm in it. She who is in Babylon, uh, that was like a very common term that was used for Roman, the Roman Empire, Rome, chosen together with you, sends greetings, as does Mark, my son. Greet one another with a kiss of love. Peace to all of you who are in Christ. And Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will boast in the Lord. The humble will hear and be glad. Proclaim the Lord's greatness with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and rescued me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant with joy. Their faces will never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How happy is the person who takes refuge in him. You who are his holy ones, fear the Lord. For those who fear him lack nothing. Young lions lack food and go hungry. But those who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. Come, children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Who is someone who desires life, loving a long life to enjoy what is good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from deceitful speech. Turn away from evil and do what is good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their cry for help. The face of the Lord is set against those who do what is evil to remove all memory of them from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears. He rescues them from all their troubles. The Lord is near the brokenhearted and saves those crushed in the spirit. One who is righteous has many adversities, but the Lord rescues him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil brings death to the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be punished. The Lord redeems the life of his servants, and all who take refuge in him will not be punished. That's it for today, friends. Come back tomorrow as we continue to read the Bible together. I'll see you then.